swimming pool season. Today, of course, is the last day for Ann Arbor Parks and Recreation swimming facilities. So hopefully uh, some of you are able to get a last dip for the summer in before the rains came. And speaking of school, let's uh, give a brain damage award out to the conservative critics of uh, Barack Obama that are going to keep their children out of school uh, because Obama has a speech that he's giving the kids tomorrow. This is being characterized as socialist indoctrination. Uh, the <laughs> like standing and saying the pledge. <laughs> it doesn't have uh, fascistic overtones. <laughs> well, the incredible thing is that the message is pretty basic. It sounds like what sports coaches tell their kids uh, on the sports teams in high school and junior high and whatnot. Stay in school. Work hard. Don't give up. That sounds like socialism to me. Unbelievable. Yeah, uh, that is remarkable. It's uh, surprising, uh, and yet not surprising. Um, this is a sort of a residual effect of the uh, town hell meetings, as they've been characterized. Now that uh, the right has uh, so few options before it, that uh, falling back on the old uh, hatred angle is pretty much the card to play yeah it's uh, one of the family values that they seem to promote from time to time and i think they've reached a new low with this one um because as the saying goes no good deed goes unpunished uh but to characterize uh i don't remember i, I you know i know that ronald reagan gave speeches to uh school children while he was president and i don't remember an upcry like, hey, we're going to take our kids out of school for the day. Uh, and, you know, some of the arguments that they're making that you should, quote, watch this with your parents, not in school. Um, you, your parents are probably not likely to watch the speech. Right. Anyway, it's uh, remarkable. And, of course, you know, the, the, this new notion that Obama's presidency is on the ropes and that he's failing badly uh i don't think there's much evidence to support that no i assertion. mean that's uh he's come down a little bit in the uh in the in the in the numbers but they're not uh startlingly uh low uh, he's had some problems of course actually with his uh liberal base uh, right who are disappointed with uh some aspects of his policies though f thus far but i mean he's inherited an incredible mess and um you know the 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 article that was in today's uh, uh new york times by uh, peter baker compares presidents and shows that uh obama has slipped 6 points uh since inauguration and uh, it's interesting he compares uh obama's uh, ratings to all presidents back to eisenhower and uh a couple of them went up Reagan, of course, his numbers went up because of the assassination attempt. Uh, that was actually the apex of his uh, approval ratings, if you want to go back and check. It's interesting that Jimmy Carter started out at 66%, and there was no change seven months later. The one that went down the most was Ford, the Nixon pardon. Because of the pardon, right. And uh, Kennedy went up slightly, as did Eisenhower. 
Johnson went down slightly, but he started out at an incredibly high rate of 78%, but uh, that was mainly due to the trauma of the Kennedy assassination itself. So it's interesting that Ford and LBJ started out with the highest ratings. Uh, well, I guess you can throw Kennedy in there, over 70%. Ford at 71, Kennedy 72, Johnson at 78, but we've already remarked that Ford and uh, Johnson took over due to traumas uh, to the nation. Indeed. And, uh, uh, you know, Obama just uh, needs to clear the deck chairs and start anew. Well, uh, we could also consider uh, the Obama presidency as one that has uh, taken the mantle of the chief executive's office after a sort of a national trauma. Uh, I'm not talking about 9-11 people. I'm talking about the economic devastation that the George Bush uh, irresponsibilities uh, fostered and, and wrought upon us. Yeah, the cumulative effect of the economic policies and these two disastrous wars. It's interesting, by the way, that a uh, recent uh, analysis of global arms sales shows that, yes, we are number one, folks. Uh, the United States in 2008, i.e. the last year of George Bush's presidency, signed weapons agreements valued at $37.8 billion, or 68.4% of all business in the global arms bazaar. USA, USA. Italy was second with $3.7 billion. So uh, that gives you an idea of, uh, and Russia was third with $3.5 billion. So it's a remarkable uh, legacy. And, of course, many of these arms sales uh, end up in the hands of terrorists, they're the weapons, they're involved in the civil wars, you name it. It's uh, a scary stuff, and hopefully this will be um, uh, something that, that we will change. It's interesting that um, countries like the United Arab Emirates, Morocco, Taiwan, India, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, South Korea, and Brazil were... Uh, the uh, main recipients of uh, arms sales to quote-unquote developing nations. And uh, France uh, ranked third in this issue of uh, arms sales to uh, so-called developing nations, mm -hmm. with Russia, as the article notes, uh, um, developing a, quote, new focus on its arms sales to Latin American nations, to uh, Venezuela in particular. So uh, maybe uh, that should get the conservatives upset, but they will ignore the facts. Well, as long as Glenn Beck is going to assert that uh, Obama is a racist. Uh, is he crying on TV again? Clearly they're not uh, interested in facts, although he does uh, a recent article in the Financial Times about Glenn Beck. Now it's, he's got a book coming out next month called Arguing with Idiots that takes another shot at liberals. Uh-oh. Uh <laughs> look out, people. I'm quavering under my bed. <laughs> Under my futon, I'm afraid of Glenn Beck. He might start crying. Oh, boy. Uh, these books, uh, if you want to call them that, they're pages, you know, glued together along the spine, but uh, they don't really posit any cogent arguments, and they're largely angry opinion. 
uh, looked at books by uh, and, and read selections from books by Ann Coulter and Glenn Beck and uh, Michael Savage is just incredibly vitriolically hateful about uh, things that average Americans don't see as either left or right, but just sort of part of the panoply of what it is to be an American. Right. And uh, so, I mean, if there are a million readers out there uh, who, who are going to buy and, and read a, a Glenn Beck book, I wonder how many of them finish it. It's as easy as it is to read if, you know, you're already inclined to... Uh, swallow his opinions as fact but uh i'd be willing to bet that that most of those copies go unread yeah i wish i had that uh <laughs> oscar wilde quote on the tip of my tongue but i will we'll have to look it up uh, the difference between literature and journalism uh i think it's something like one uh, goes uh one is unreadable and the other is unread <laughs> uh, it would apply, I think, to that. Uh, the difference between journalism and literature, obviously, journalism is the unreadable, and right. literature is unread. So uh, hopefully it will appear in the fiction section of uh, your local bookstore, <laughs> but alas, probably not. Well, and linking to that, uh, speaking of fiction and going unread, Newt Gingrich, that sage scholar of... Uh, Factual reality. Uh, recently had a piece uh, published in the Financial Times on their op-ed page. By the way, uh, we're all familiar with Newt Gingrich's former activities as an, an official uh, representative uh, in the United States uh, House of Representatives, the Speaker, in fact. Uh, he's now the chairman of the American Solutions for Winning the Future organization. Uh-oh. <laughs> prestigious uh, fly-by-night hodgepodge that was assembled probably a couple of months ago. Uh, anyway, he wrote a piece uh, entitled Texas Leads as California Dreams On, in which uh, largely he talks about the problems in California and New York. Uh, spends very little time actually talking about Texas, but th the headline implies those, those hippie liberals in their California dreaming. And uh, just to quote briefly from this, he says, Sustained reckless budgeting financed by endless tax increases reflects exactly the kind of society that Americans do not want. Well, besides the tortured prose there, I think uh, there's problems with that statement. Uh, he goes on to say that one of the things that makes Texas a better example of how to run the business of running a state uh, he writes, quote, the Texan legislature meets only every other year for 140 days. This allows legislators to pursue careers outside politics and prevents an entrenched political class from growing up in Austin. Well, I didn't know that uh, an entrenched political class was uh, a concern for Rush, who appears to be cleverly disguised as just such a well-entrenched political class himself with his organization, American Solutions for Winning the Future. Um, I'm not sure it's a great idea to have a state in the 21st century that legislature meets only every other year. Well, the thing that's remarkable about the thesis, uh, and of course I would subtitle his organization, what's it called, Winning the Future? Yeah. Um, yeah, losing the past is actually more accurate. <laughs> They've lost the past. Uh, we'll give some details shortly. But uh, let's... Keep in mind that Texas has given us three presidents, LBJ and Bush 41 and Bush 43. Um, they succeeded to have America in war every year that they were president, except 
for the five to six weeks of 1963 uh, after the assassination of mm. John F. Kennedy. So uh, Newt's uh, Texas example well, isn't, isn't actually too accurate since those wars have proven to be very costly on the budget process and actually require, if one reads the Constitution, the Federalist Papers, or any other uh, reputable document of uh, sanity, taxes have to be levied to fight wars. So go back to, uh, to school, Newt. Uh, you're clueless. And as for California, I'm a little unclear what he's talking about. There, uh, the Republicans have been in charge in California quite a bit Indeed. since the late seventies, and it's interesting that Proposition uh, Thirteen that was passed in the uh, anti quote tax hysteria of uh, Howard Jarvis and whatnot crippled California. California used to be number one. This is just one example in uh, money that it spent per child for mm-hmm. education uh, due to uh, quote, revenue decreases, California went from number one in scholastic achievement to number 45. Uh, That was accomplished in less than a generation. And uh, the results are stunning. Uh, Schools cost money, actually, uh, Newt. And the the real question about government are the priorities of government. Indeed. Where you spend the money, what you spend the money on. And uh, Newt has no problem uh, with the military-industrial complex. He uh, received a lot of pork from that uh, area of spending while uh, he enjoyed his seat. Yes. Actually, there's a a follow-up response to that Newt Gingrich piece that sort of details uh, why on earth would anyone want to be like Texas, a state that—and this is by Sheila Mm Servari. It's a state that ranks last in high school graduation rates. 47th of 50 in terms of SAT scores, tops in the number of children who had to retake kindergarten. We are one away from worst in terms of child poverty as well. A report earlier this year showed Texas had the most homeless children, and we are second in children being raised by their grandparents. Just this week, we learned that Houston is number one in girls under 15 giving birth, and Texas has the most teenagers with more than one child. Texas is filthy, too, with one of the most toxic compounds released into water, air, and underground. It is tops in greenhouse gas emissions and in a number of violations of the Clean Air Act. So this is exactly the beautiful future that Newt Gingrich wants to win. (laughs) Great. Everyone, we're going to get sucked into the morass of uh, exploitation. So if you like Newt's vision of the future... Look at Texas, but look more closely at Texas. Yeah, and the remarkable thing, of course, is that uh, the current governor of Texas, Rick Perry, has tried to make a a big uh, splash, so to speak, by refusing stimulus money. Um, And he's openly proposed seceding from the union. I've uh, concluded that we ought to just kick them out of the union, and our nation would be all the much better for it, I'm sure. The IQ might go up overnight. I uh, am not going to uh, worry about, well, I'm certainly worried about Newt Gingrich because he's a bombastic uh, idiot. Uh, and a demagogue. Yeah, I mean, demagogue. In the I true mean, sense of the word. He's part of the disinformation campaign against the uh, the health care uh, <coughs> reform, as if that will ever happen. It's a little unclear uh, whether the Democratic Party will... Uh, get organized and 
deal Max Baucus, who seems to be holding everything up, um, you know, gave him some marching orders because something's got to change in the process. Because the health care reform is actually there. It's the finance committee that's gumming up the works. Um, But, yeah, Newt, uh, I never worry about Newt too much. He... He's one of those give him enough rope kind of guys. He, he usually sure manages to uh, soil himself in one way or another. Yep, and the the pork ends up, of course, on his belly. He's the poster boy for the big bo- <laughs> the big boy logo. He's the guy with the burger in the belly, um, holding that platter on high, holding it up high. Oh boy! Well, yeah, Newt. Who knows what he's talking about? Again, I mean, we want to talk about uh, arguing with idiots, <laughs> as Beck's title suggests, arguing against idiots. I think if Newt Gingrich is one of the Republican Party's intellectual heavyweights and you're on that side, indeed, you are arguing with idiots, not against them, yes. with them. Maybe by an idiot, Glenn Beck. <laughs> <laughs> arguing, comma. With idiots. Speaking of literature, call me idiot. Yeah. Yes, Ishmael. Okay, well, interesting uh, that uh, Sunday's New York Times has an article by an actual FBI agent that did some of the interrogating that uh, Dick Cheney is clamoring to get these memos out released to the public, claiming that they're tough, enhanced torture Tactics produced results, kept America safe. Well, this FBI agent uh, who worked, special agent, uh, from 1997 until 2005, um, takes exception with this. And while not mentioning Dick Cheney by name, it's obvious that the article is basically a refutation of Dick Cheney's recent public assertions. I'm going to read a couple of these things because they are interesting. Ali H. Sufan Writes, public aside, uh, bravado aside, the defenders of the so-called enhanced interrogation techniques are fast running out of classified documents to hide behind. The three that were released recently by the CIA, the 2004 report by the Inspector General, and two memos from 2004 and 2005 on intelligence gained from uh, detainees failed to show that the techniques stopped even a single eminent threat of terrorism. Uh, He goes on to note, they show that substantial intelligence was gained from pocket litter, materials found on detainees when they were captured, from playing detainees against one another, and from detainees freely giving up information that they assumed that their questioners already knew. A computer seized in March 2003 from an al-Qaeda operative, for example, listed the names of al-Qaeda members and money that they were to receive. Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the chief uh, planner of the 9-11 attacks, was captured in 2003. According to the memo, he, quote, elaborated on his plan to crash a commercial airline into Heathrow Airport. The memo speculates that he may have assumed that Ramzi bin al-Sheib, a fellow al-Qaeda operative who had been captured in 2002, had already divulged the plan. Nothing there. Uh, He goes on to note, for instance, uh, contradicting uh, Cheney's assertions, 
Uh, he says supporters of enhanced interrogation techniques have jumped from claim to claim about their usefulness. They have asserted, for example, that the harsh treatment that Mr. Muhammad uh, received to reveal the p- uh, plot to attack the uh, library tower in Los Angeles, but the plot was thwarted in 2002. Mr. Muhammad was not arrested until 2003. Um, Recently, interviews with unnamed sources led the Washington Post to report that harsh techniques turned Mr. Muhammad into an intelligence asset, quote-unquote. This latest claim will come to news to Mr. Muhammad's prosecutors, to his fellow detainees, whom he instructed at his arraignment not to cooperate with the United States, and indeed to Mr. Mohammed himself, he told the International Committee of the Red Cross that, quote, I gave a lot of false information in order to satisfy what I believed the interrogators wished to hear. Yes, uh, it's uh, remarkable. Um, and this FBI uh, um, interrogator notes, um, when I testified at the trial of Salim Hamdan, who had been Osama bin Laden's personal driver, I provided many unclassified details about al-Qaeda's structure and operations, none of which came from Mr. Muhammad. That's Khalid Sheikh Muhammad. Some of the information that is cited in the memos, a revelation that Mr. Muhammad had been the mastermind of 9-11, for example, and the uncovering of uh, Jose Padilla's, uh, the so-called dirty bomber, uh, was gained from another terrorism suspect, Abu Zubadiah, by, quote, informed interrogation conducted by an FBI colleague and myself. The arrest of uh, Walid bin Atash, one of bin Laden's most trusted messengers, was also cited in the 2005 CIA memos, was thanks to a quick-witted foreign law enforcement and had nothing to do with harsh interrogation of anyone. The examples go on and on. Well, you know, it's remarkable early in the piece that you read there, it it becomes clear and evident that the productive methods uh, were all legal. Yeah. And and our normal police tactics, you know, what did the suspects have in their pockets when they were found pitting one suspect against the other in questioning? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that normal police detectives do in the course of a criminal investigation, which underlies the fact here that the Bush administration never really seriously pursued any of these acts of terror as criminal acts, but instead went for the sort of bogus claim that we're upholding laws uh, but instead we're violating both the spirit and the letter of the rule of law. Yeah. And it should be noted, by the way, that one of the um, suspects in which waterboarding was used that Ali H. Sufan does not go into, but that's that's fine. He probably didn't know anything about it because this was a guy that was rendered um, to Syria and or Egypt. It's a little unclear where he was tortured, but uh, he was tortured, and he uh, gave up false information regarding uh, connections between uh, bin Laden and Saddam Hussein, which were obviously false, but apparently were used by the Bush administration in briefings to the, quote, intelligence committees on on the Hill, uh, not the Hill here in Ann Arbor, but the Congressional Hill, uh, indicating that there were these connections. And, of course, uh, we that, now know that the Bush administration repeatedly asserted these false connections in public. They went fishing. 
is what, what they did. Yeah. And they, they knew what they wanted to catch, and they orchestrated a procedure to produce exactly what they wanted. So it's uh, an egregious fraud, uh, is putting it mildly. It's one of the greatest crimes uh, committed in American history, I think. Yeah, and, of course, Dick Cheney is still out uh, publicly defending uh, enhanced interrogation techniques uh, on the Sunday talk shows. And uh, I'm sure he will be a guest of Glenn Beck's show soon. Well, one wonders, too. It's been quite a while now since we've heard uh, uh, a videotape from uh, bin Laden. But, of course, Dick Cheney might be able to use his connections to yeah. uh, sort of get a little videotape action. I don't know. Maybe Osama bin Laden just needs to get upgrade to a DVD burner. Nobody really plays VHS tapes much anymore. Maybe, maybe that will be his ultimate downfall technological obsolescence i can't get a blank cdr out here in pakistan well a uh, lot of uh continued degradation and ugliness in afghanistan i don't know how much time we want to spend on this or what else you've got but a, a series of the uh, of, of events um general uh, stanley mccrystal released a confidential report uh, positing his uh, attempts to uh, unveil a new Afghan strategy um, in which fewer civilians will be killed. And then, of course, a couple of days later, about 100 civilians were killed. Uh, that's not the way it's supposed to work. Um, slowly, slowly, Hamid Karzai is eking up the uh, percentage points necessary to avoid a uh, runoff, but... Questions still remain about the validity of polling. Uh, hundreds of votes being, you know, listed in provinces where the polling station was abandoned all day. Yeah. And uh, a lot of weirdness there. Um, well, the BBC actually had a report directly about an, a palpable example of voter fraud in which they were at a polling station where nobody voted. But right. Results came in uh, on behalf of Karzai and Abdullah Abdullah. Not to be confused with Major Major, but uh, he's uh, claiming vote fraud. It seems to be fairly extensive and uh, continues to undermine the credibility of the Karzai government. It's my understanding that the entire Afghan operation is being, quote, reconsidered. Um, and it's interesting that, that even George Will last week uh, called for uh, us to withdraw. Um, so... Who knows what will happen, um, but the idea that more American troops are going to somehow solve the problems in Afghanistan are um, wrong. Yeah, it's a losing proposition all along. And uh, see, I think the ultimate failure of, in other words, I I sympathize with uh, with uh, 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 Obama's uh, desire to quote route out Al Qaeda, uh, but I think Al Qaeda is a very minor factor in Afghanistan. What we've done so far is pushed the Taliban into Pakistan, yep. making that country even more susceptible to the numerous problems it already has. The uh, sad reality, of course, is that that dirty word that conservatives hate, nation building, is really uh, going to you know have to be the direction that the new policy goes in, because uh, I don't think there is a real military solution to the problem, and the Karzai government is riddled with corruption. It's unclear 
uh, which warlords are, are running shows, the the show, so to speak, mm-hmm. in certain provinces. And it's, uh, it's a very uh, hazy situation for the United States. And certainly, while we have increased uh, troop uh, numbers in Afghanistan, and there have been some minor successes here and there, the overall big picture, I don't think, has improved that much. And it's not likely to anytime soon. So hopefully there uh, will be serious reconsideration of uh, policy. Um, Petraeus, of course, had some success uh, in Iraq uh, at the margins, um, mainly because he went from a notion of of, uh, civilian population protection to uh, just, you know, fighting the terrorists. Mm. And uh, that is, you know, I think at the heart of the solution. Needless to say, this is Labor Day, and of course the uh, job jobs report came out recently. Not terribly good. Um, it's disturbing when you read that teenage unemployment has reached a record high, and uh, experts are claiming pretty much that uh, this will take a long time. Uh, one quote: "We're going to see a lot of kids out of work for a long, long time. Very troubling." And uh, while uh, the numbers are a little better in terms of total jobs lost uh, from the past month, basically uh, 276,000 jobs, this is better than the the monthly average uh, that's started uh, under the Bush administration of 700,000 jobs a year. Still, it's the 20th consecutive month in which the U.S. economy has lost jobs. Yeah, and it's very troubling because... Uh, there's been some strange increase in some manufacturing index, but uh, 63,000 more manufacturing jobs were lost in August, and of course construction lost 65,000 jobs. Uh, generally, to get out of a uh, economic slump, America needs to have a recovery in either manufacturing or housing, and these are nowhere on the horizon, unfortunately. Um, it's important to remember that about 25% of all manufacturing jobs were lost during the Bush administration. So uh, Newt Gingrich is uh, going to keep uh, trying to fight to win the future. That with those bleak, w- bleak future that awaits us all. <laughs> with those Bush formulas of lower taxes and uh, maldistribution of wealth and all sorts of war. Unchecked corporate chicanery, war. It's it's a remarkable. It's all just a beautiful thing. <laughs> it works. It's worked so well for the last a generation, starting with Ronald Reagan. It's uh, it's rather incredible. The people that have been in charge for thirty four of the last forty years are blaming Obama for our problems. It's it's remarkable. Well, it's I mean it's it's ridiculous and laughable the fact that it gets so much uh, mainstream media airtime is, is truly mind-boggling. Yeah. I mean people don't want to think uh, they just want to be told. Well, our reliable engineer Andrew is telling us that we are out of time, so do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next right here on WCBN, FM, and Arbor. And remember to drive safe in the mornings, people. Little kids are getting on them school buses. And watch those drivers with cell phones. They're making a lot of bad turns. That's for sure. My God. Hey, hey. 
hear me? Do you hear me, baby? I'm gonna tell you something. 